Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Well, if I have difficulty doing this, I hope you'll pardon me. Well, I want to say some very personal things this morning. I'm going to read a very strange passage of Scripture from 1 Corinthians that I doubt you ever heard read on Father's Day. First Corinthians chapter 16. I beg your pardon, chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, just four verses, which is usually read at a funeral. It was not read this week at the funeral, but it was quoted to me during that period of time. And I think it says some things that I want to say about fathers today. Verse 54. First Corinthians 15, verse 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put in on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sure you've had the experience of one of your kids coming in and saying, Hey, Dad, we won. That's usually from a ball game that they're coming in. And saying that, but I want to share with you this morning Father's Day from the viewpoint of a father that probably sees things differently today than he would have a week ago or sometime earlier. I don't think that any of you know that over the several years that there have gone through our home 13 kids. Most of them were the dirty dozen. There was Mickey and Kenny and Mary, Billy and Johnny, Billy and Johnny were sisters, their father wanted boys. He didn't get boys, and so he named his kids Willie and Johnny and rejected them. There was Aubrey and another Johnny, an Ernie, Irma, a Maggie, a Barbara, a Faye, and a John. I think that's the key. Some were in my home for short periods of time, 
years. All were not present this week, some of them, I don't even know where they are anymore. Once in a while there is a contact with some of them, but some have remained very close. I want to talk about three. Two of those that I gave in the lesson, of course, Lynn. You know that she was in a fight for life. And on the surface, we might say that she lost. Was hundreds and hundreds of people prayed for her recovery. And I, on many occasions, said to God, if there's ever a place that you ought to perform a miracle, it's here. And I might now say, he didn't do it. And ask the question, why? Judy asked me that question in the funeral home, why? I don't have any answer. Judy, I don't completely today, but I've got a little of it this morning for you. A little of it. We're lost. No, no. Hey, Dad, we won. And you know who I got those words from? From Faye, one of those that spent a few years in my home, who's now 35. She was 13 when she came to live in our home. I want to tell you about her. Her dad dropped her off on my front porch six o'clock one morning. But he didn't want her anymore. And all she had to her name was contained in a shopping bag that they'd gotten from Kroger's. She was unchurched, never been taught about God or of his love, knew nothing of Jesus. But this week, that girl, 22 years later, sat me down, held both of my hands, and quoted this scripture and said, Hey, Dad, we won! We didn't lose. She said there are going to be scoffers who will say, Where are the miracles that you prayed for? She said, they're going to say, God really doesn't care. You lost. Where was he when you needed him? Where was he when you asked for the miracle? And you didn't get it. She said, we know that he provided it. 
She reminded me of Jesus' prayer in Gethsemane when he prayed that he would not die. But out of that death, the whole world run. This is what she told me. I'm trying to quote her. She said, you now are feeling the sting of death. But men won. And as a result, we won. And she said, I want you to go back to your church and tell your people that we did not lose. We won. What's all this have to do with Father's Day? Well, I think a lot of what I want to say doesn't have to do with Lynn. It has to do with faith. Because I saw this week that we had won not only in Lynn, but that we had won in heart and faith. Who knew nothing about God, but now was able to sit down and tell me what the Scripture had to say. And really preached to me a sermon that I needed to hear. And the success, I think, of any father or the failure of any father is tied up in those kids that they influence. And I call those 13 my almost kids. And I think I introduced a few of them to you ladies who are up there as my almost kids, didn't I? One child is dead, no. One child is alive forevermore. And one child was able to say we won. But she said something else to me. Well, I want to share with you. She said, when God takes away something, I never thought of this before. But a rising girl told me this. When God takes away something, he gives back something to take his place. And I thought, how is that possible? It can't be. Nothing can fill the void and take her place. And to a degree, that's true. But I didn't realize how quickly God was going to start doing that very thing that she told me that he would do. Settle down. Let's just take it easy. 
And I took her advice and said nothing. A problem of great magnitude. But this week, day of the burial, he handed Cricket a Father's Day card to give to me. I have a letter that I want to read. If I might, it'll be tough. He's a draftsman today, working for Union Carbide. I way to go to work for DuPont in Parkersburg, and so he has printed it in his draftsman's handwriting. He says this, Dad, in the summer of 1976, a young teenage male to West Virginia. This young male enjoyed all the wrong things. He liked to fight, cause trouble. He liked to create havoc for everyone around him. Well, that was John, I'll tell you that. Then he goes on to say, there is a magic. He puts magic in parentheses between a father and a son. A magic that young male never felt before. Then he invents, and he says, it is amazing the impact of the fishing trip, the hunting trip, the trip to the racetrack, the hands-on work around the house, which he puts in parentheses, chores, and not least by any means, we're never ending faith in God. Two more he says, I thank you for all of these. I feel like I have had the break of a lifetime to be your son. I still have the faith in God that I should show it more. He concludes, but I thank you for all of these qualities. I would never have known. Well, No, we haven't lost. We've learned. that all success stories like that, all break, came to the funeral, a wasted piece of humanity if there ever was one. Smelled of alcohol on his breath as he came in. Hardly recognized him, his dark glasses to hide his red eyes. But we don't win them all, Dad. But once in a while, we win one. And I think in faith, we won one. And on the day of probably the greatest tragedy, the greatest tragedy without doubt in my life, came two evidences of great victory. God was beginning to give back. Let me share one other thing. This person shall remain anonymous. But I got a little book, 
got a seat in my car yesterday with a Father's Day card in it. And a little note. I'm not reading the private notes, but I want to read the verse. The card says, because you're like a father to me. And the verse says, to those fatherly thoughts were shared, time without end, for being on hand when I needed a friend, for helping me see who I wanted to be. I love you. You're just like a father to me. I think I want God gave back in two successive days. Something that has begun to fill the void. And that's what I want to say to you today is that with Jesus Christ you win and without him you lose. Even the worst battles of life are nothing compared to the victory that can come through Jesus Christ. The sting of death is present, but that scripture says that my girl reminded me of the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Eternal life not fleeting, not short-lived, not just for now, but forever. I see in Father's Day something entirely different than perhaps I would have seen some days ago. And when we're faithful to the Lord, when we put our trust in Him, some of that leads off and takes root in somebody else. Not always. As I told you, there were those that were not successful. But some of them take root. And produce something beautiful. Flowers that don't wilt. Beauty that doesn't die. Joy that goes on and on and on. That's what Father's Day ought to be about. Taking roots in somebody else's life causes them to be able to sit down and tell us without any question what their faith is like. We had to restrict the comments at the funeral about Lynn because there were people who wanted to stand and testify as to what she had done in their lives. 
The funeral homes did not hold all the people. They stood outside. Over 400 people that we know of came through that funeral home. The many hundreds of cards, letters, phone calls, best wishes, and all of those things, I think were a testimony to God above. from this world to glorify his kingdom, but left behind some roots, I think that maybe I helped plant a little bit, and I know that she planted greatly in the lives of other people, and I pray that all of these kids that I've mentioned will do the same, and others that I haven't mentioned. And this world will go on with roots being planted and lives being enriched because of the love that one father had for this whole world enough to give his only son and allow him to die and refuse to take from him the pains of death. But as a result, his love will be in the heart of everybody. That's why I think Father's Day is we of remembering what our Father did in giving up a son that others might know his love. You are Father this morning. God has put in your heart the same desires and love that he had in his own heart. It ought to take root in somebody else. And I pray it has. But listen, fathers, if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, you're a loser. Won't you become a winner? And start now doing those things that God has put in the heart of us fathers to do and be. That is to plant, plant roots in our kids. Whether they're our blood kids or whether they're our almost kids. But this world will be a better place because we'll be here. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at James sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.